This is Dave Lyle, a.k.a. The Mad Scientist, and you're listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people. We're back at it again with another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And like always, sitting across from me in the studios is my main man, my brother from another mother, the mad scientist himself, Dave. What's going on, Dave? What's up, Mike? What's up, guys? Back from a busy weekend. Busy weekend. Let's say hot. Let's say IV. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's call it what it really was. <laughs> yeah, it got kind of dangerous. Dangerously yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah, it did. It um got so hot it put me down. Did it really? Yes, it really did. Um, so we went up to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and shot the match at SPSA. They're First, they do two matches a month, so this is their first match of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, six stages, totally good stages. Um, had a lot of fun on the stages that I'd done before the sun got the best of me. And I was just, I love the competition value that's up there at Spartanburg. I love it. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on shooting. Um a match this month but we were I was going to check out another club that were uh, range that's interested in um, starting a, a USPSA club and it's near the area so I thought I might as well shoot the match so I saw you there but I didn't get the squad with you right. so I'm curious to hear about what happened yeah so it, like we said it was six stages and if you ever been to Spartanburg their stage setups are very different, not stage setups, but their base setups are very different. And it's kind of hard for me to remember which bay is what number. It's yeah. always been difficult for me yeah, <laughs> to so. do that same thing. <laughs> so I was more like, okay, cool. So six stages, we got three stages in. I was good. I mean, I was humming. Me and Lucky had the competition going on. I know I had him by at least two, right? I was winning by at least two All right. seconds. So going into the fourth stage, my thoughts started acting funny. I was doing stuff like, whoa, what am I doing? Well, this don't make no sense, <laughs> you know? I forgot my stage plan, like as soon as the timer went off. First time this ever happened to me, you know? So when I started talking and I always told people this, anytime the sun affects you, when you start stuttering and mumbling more, that's the first sign of dehydration. Yeah. And I caught myself like, man, I can't even talk today. What's really going on? You know? So of course, you know, I went over to lucky and Scott and uh, coach B and I was telling everybody, I was like, man, Hey, I'm, I might be going down here a little bit, 
<laughs> you know? So I go over there and start eating the bar, drinking water, drinking um, Powerade, getting under the fan, and I'm sweating like real heavy. Like it's flowing off me like water. And I was like, holy cow, man. Like this hasn't happened to me in a long time, you know? So I got to a point where it's, I felt comfortable because, you know, I was relaxing in the shade. And normally when you go to a match, you know like how people look down at the person who don't help the assist with anything? Sure, yeah, everybody. Yeah. But wants everyone to get out and help. That did not happen one time with me, you know? So it literally went like a couple people, hey, you feeling okay? Are you sure you're okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. You know, and then, of course, when people started asking me more if I was okay, what I decided to do was grab the timer to show everybody, look, I'm okay, I'm functional, this, that, or another. But when I ran that stage, like I said, I was doing all kinds, I was doing reloads when I shouldn't have been doing reloads. I forgot my stage plan. It, it was like a train wreck. Two stages back to back was a train wreck for me. Yeah. And um, it was all because of the heat. Now, Solely, it's not the heat's fault. It's mainly my fault, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> to let well, you know, yeah. um, you know, if you if you know me, you know I'm a big fan of gummy, the candies, right? And this you kind of got me turned on to the the gummy frogs. Yeah, I that's what know. I was eating. Man, that's I ate like I like three those. bags of gummy <laughs> frogs the day before the match, and I think that had a lot to do with it, with that sugar, and you know how it runs through you. And everything, and I really haven't been eating properly before the match. So the heat got the best of me <laughs> because of that, you know. It got me last weekend uh, at CSRA Shooters. I was doing the same thing. I was going through a stage, and I'd shoot an array of targets, and I would just stop and stand there and look at it. I didn't know. I didn't know what my plan was. I didn't know what was going on. And I was doing the same thing, reloading when I didn't need to, and yeah. I'd my Ment mentally and well and physically i wasn't there the heat got me last weekend yeah so like i said it, it totally threw me off balance and even after one stage i'm still telling myself hey i'm still in the fight i'm still in the fight because of that stage i had the one first mess up i forgot one target and of course you know i had the two mics and a failure to shoot at and then the first target that I shot at, um, I had a mic on it. It nicked the perf, but it wasn't enough to give me that delta. So I yeah. had three mics on that one stage. And then Tom, he was the first one to say something to me because after he saw me miss that target, he just looked at me and he was like, you feeling okay, man? Because that's not you right there. <laughs> yeah. And ever since then, he's been the main one that was – Hey, drink water, you know, hey, put this rag on your neck, you know, get some ice, put it on your head behind your neck. And all this and that. So he was the first one to notice it before I actually started saying something to everybody. But that was a wonky feeling. That was a very wonky it's feeling. It's tough, man. It's yeah. it's it's a it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It really was. So um, but overall, like I said, I had fun shooting the matches. I recorded all the stages or had all the stages recorded and I'm still going to post them on Facebook because I'm not a firm believer in only posting your good stages. Your, your, you know what I'm saying? I'm a firm believer in if you 
put up your mistakes. It's a learning lesson for you and everybody else. Sure. I, I put up all the stages I shot last week, last weekend at CSRA shooters. And I was not happy with any of them, but (laughs) (laughs) trust me, that was my weekend with um, Spartanburg, but mainly it was two stages that got the best of me. Cause like I said, that fourth stage is when the sun really was pounding on me. And I was like, yep, this ain't going to work for me today. <laughs> I, I got nervous on the last stage. I ran out of water and um, I couldn't find any coolers. Um, I don't know if there were any coolers, you know, with, with water out there or not. Uh-huh. But I had I had some Powerade and water I brought with me, but I ran out in the last stage, kind of the beginning of the last stage. Now, to let you know, anytime I go out there, I do carry extra water. You know what I'm saying? That's well, what I was carry with me. <laughs> I was getting desperate toward the end of it. I was like, oh, man, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> but um, I, was, I shot pretty early in the in the shooting order. Mm-hmm. And then I just I got the timer and, um, you know, ran ran some shooters after that. And then I, then I found two bottles of water when I got back to the truck and downed those real quick. Right. But it so- was definitely hot. Yeah, it was really hot, but um, going back to the stages, I like the complexity of three of those stages that was there, because two of the stages, it kind of forced you to run it the same way, you know, so the only option on one of them was take the port for the two partials, come back to that middle, like, I guess once again, I don't know the bay number, but remember where I parked at, that bay, right there where in front I think that was five. I think that was stage five. Right. Okay. So let's just say that's five. Now that one kind of forced you to do the same thing. So it was like the person in front of you, you're just trying to see if you can do it faster than somebody. I actually wish I would have shot it differently now um, Mm -hmm. than the way I did shoot it. That was the one that cost me first place at the match. I had more Charlies on that stage than than any other and I, I lost too many points on that well, um, I think on that stage if I would have done something differently of course if I didn't have the the heat exhaustion taking place um, I probably would have ran to closer to the ports to take the shots yep you know what I'm saying so that would have been the only thing because my plan was start off on the the back corner shoot everything, sweep it into the still, and then shooting that one um, that was that blended in with the wall. Yeah. Run across, shoot those two. No, no, no. No, no. That one was, I'm sorry. That one was you started heels on Mark. You take that quick step to the left, engage those two, and then you're running. Yeah. And then you're running over to the other side. And then you had that partial with four to the left. And then come back, and then you shooting um two, or one partial and one full target. Um, through the port. Yeah, yeah, on the left. Yeah, then run forward, and now in that open area, shoot those two partials, come back to the middle, shoot that double stack, and then run to the edge, and then take that one that's open, um, right in front of you, hard left, and then take those three. That's how I would like to go back and shoot it again. I didn't do it quite like that. And I just, it seemed like my plan seemed good. 
uh, until I shot it. <laughs> yeah. And then it just didn't, it didn't feel right. Um, yeah. I felt like I was reaching for targets and that I was, I don't know, I was out of place. I didn't like it. The the way I actually ran that one, I ran it, like I said, stepping, taking that quick step to the left, taking those two. I attempted to take the shots walking. And then I was like, oh, this ain't right, right? I started seeing triple, not doubles, but triples oh, <laughs> on the <man>. target. <laughs> yeah, so I literally, like I shot like one shot going into it. Then I stopped and got flat-footed, shot targets. And then that right there is when the train wreck happened for me. Like whatever happened, I don't really know. But then when I tried to recover, I came into the middle target, stayed in the middle, and shot the, um, those two in the corner in that open from the yeah. middle of those two and ran to the corner and then had another train wreck, shot all the targets, one um, bullet left, did a reload, right? Clock was at 27 seconds, right? By me doing the reload, put me at 32. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, if I would have done it differently, I think I would have just ran to each port and shot them as fast as I could. Yeah, that's, I think I would do the same thing if I could shoot it again. It just, uh, it cost me too many points. I let I let Tom win because of that <laughs> stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um I think what I'm gonna go ahead and do is I'm gonna take your advice. And what I'm gonna do is after this weekend shooting the MCRC match at uh, Mid Carolina in Gaston, South Carolina, I'm gonna take a break for a little bit, about two week break. And just go ahead and work on my um my physical health get my diet back in order, still focus on training with dry fire. Yeah. Yeah. Come back a little bit harder. That's kind of my plan. I, you know, I wasn't even really planning on shooting this month, but it just worked out. Uh, you know, I was going to be right in the area out, out, out of town, um, right near Spartanburg. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm going to just focus on uh, kind of taking it easy, getting some rest and some more practice. Um, nothing too serious. Um, I may teach a class, um, one one class during the month, just because I haven't been able to do it. And then our matches will start back up again in um, August with the Area Six match in end into the month. I think. Work for me. Stay in your seats. Here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. 
The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business and I look forward to seeing you soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. So pressing forward, to let everybody know, Lucky was at this match at Spartanburg. And I must give Lucky the round of applause because he did beat a horse when he was down and he won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking when I say that. But Lucky actually ended up winning that match over me. Um, so now the score is three to one in favor of Lucky. But it's not over yet because we still got up until we get to the Toys for Tots match. So Lucky was the better man on Saturday in Spartanburg. So Lucky did win. Congratulations, Lucky. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Lucky. <laughs> but um, uh, Lucky and myself, we did have an interesting conversation at the range um, before the match actually started. And he just hit me off with a question that, I thought about this for a long time because after I did my first state match, um, well, actually the match we did last year um, at low country for the state match, I kept asking myself, would this match have made a big difference if the prize table was less, right? So if the prize table was less, would the dollar amount be less for an entry fee? So which, which match was that? The first one? First one, uh, the first state one last match year, at low country? Yeah. Okay. Right, correct. So um, Lucky proposed that question to me, and I was like, man, that's pretty interesting because I was just thinking that not that long ago, right? So he was like, how much would you be willing to pay for a level two match? And I said between 90 and 110, 
you know, but I really don't care about the prize table. And he said, exactly, that's the same thing I'm saying. And then he gave his reasonings for it. So I wanted to ask you that same question, like how do you feel and what do you think you should pay for a state match? A level two match, let's put it like that. I, you know, I've thought about that over the last couple of years and going to these major matches. And at the beginning of the year, I purposely have to set aside you know, a, a sum of money for when all the registration opens for these major matches that I want to shoot mm-hmm. because the match fees are so high. You have to be, or I do anyway, I have to be prepared with a sum of money to submit to all my match fees so I can get registered, you know, early enough so I can, you know, get spots on, on days that I want to shoot. Right. Um, so the, there's some of them are pretty pricey and I've wondered about the, uh, the prize table thing myself because I personally don't really care at all about a prize table. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe there are people that do that, uh, you know, maybe those people are more in it just for, just for the fun, the, the camaraderie camaraderie, and, and just shooting together. I think they may not take the shooting and the competition so seriously. They may enjoy, you know, a prize table. And it's kind of cool, you know, just something, if you did well, um, you know, in, in your class, you get something to, to show for it, maybe. Yeah, because um, Lucky did make a, a good point, which was even if the prize table does have, let's say, three gun manufacturers donated for the prize table, normally it's always going to be the same people that win those prizes that are the top shooters like in the area or in the country that's at that match. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I I can see that. So, I mean, but then again, I'm not really pressed about stuff like that. Cause even if I was to win something, normally I'll turn around and figure out how to give it to somebody who needs it or just give it away for something that's going to benefit, you know, the overall cause of whatever I'm doing. So I, yeah, I'm not really looking for anything either. I, national championship last year they had one of the biggest prize tables i've ever seen it was um it was under like several tents and it was in a u-shape and i got to go in there pretty early so there were some pretty substantial prizes in there mm-hmm. um but i was really like kind of wandering around it's like man, i don't need anything i don't know i don't even know what to get off of the prize table <laughs> um so i ended up just getting a uh a frame for a 2011 that I, I still haven't done anything with. I may build a, a gun on it later at some point, yeah. but to me, I, that's not, I don't go to matches to shoot for the price table and it doesn't bring anything to the match. To me, I think the, what makes a match um, more valuable to me are the stage designs and the way the matches run and how it's staffed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like last year, with the South Carolina State match that was taking place at Low Country, I thought that was a brilliant idea that Mike Fritz did, whereas the shooters don't touch the stage. It's the staff. Only thing you got to do is just think about what you need to do and shoot. Now, yeah, I remember now I'm still a baby in competition shooting. So when I first heard that, I was like, man, that's like ingenious. That guy is brilliant. 
Now, I don't know how many times that has taken place before that match, but when I was talking with him, he kept stating his intent is when a shooter comes to that stage, the only thing they got to do is focus on the stage, their plan, and reloading their magazines. That's it. Oh, I, it's a great idea, and I love shooting matches like that. You don't see that very often. Right. Uh, I think it's really difficult to do because of the staff, the staffing trouble. Um, right. It's man, you got. I get you know. Just from shooting a match in a one day format, you know, I'm I'm walking around pasting targets on whatever major match there might be, you know, eight or ten stages. I get tired toward the end of the day there, and you have if you're thinking about staff. Sometimes they're going to be there for, you know, three consecutive days, resetting a stage after every single shooter. That's tough on staff. Yeah. Um, so, so you really have to figure out the staffing and how you're going to alternate um, the staff, and how you're going to take care of the staff. But they seem to do it. They did it last year in North Carolina and South Carolina, and, the, and again this year at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I believe this, the plan for North Carolina this year is the same thing. Um, it's great for the shooters um, if you can make it work out that way. Right. And I totally agree with that because the stress level for that match, not being a level one match, but a level two match, it takes a lot of stress off of you if you can just really just focus on shooting and you don't got to worry about anything else. So. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree with that. So, um, but um, I want to hear what – the good people out there think about that who actually do competition shooting. Do you think the prize table actually makes a difference? And also if you go to a level to a higher match, would you prefer just to shoot or does it even really matter to you to help with stage reset? You know, chime in, let's hear your thoughts about it. All right. So, yeah. I'd like to hear what everybody thinks too. Yeah, um, yeah, most of, I think that's an interesting topic right there. I'm I'm of the opinion, just me personally, that I would just like to do away with the prize table altogether and just mm-hmm. not even worry about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to match for prizes like that. That's that's not why I'm there. But some people might, so I, I don't know. And uh, I would hate to do away with the prize table if there are a lot of people out there that really like that. That's yeah. just my opinion on it. But Well, let's do this then. Let's go ahead and let's set up a level two match for either Georgia or South Carolina. And instead of having a prize table, proceeds go to some form of educational um, upgrades or benefits or something like that. Uh, something like that would be, yeah, would be yes, perfectly fine to me. I think it would, uh, I don't know, I think it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But I know that's a lot of planning too. So I'm not at that level yet. I'm not even ready to take that challenge on. <laughs> you know, after, after talking with Lucky, he was like, yeah, man, you know, planning a level two, they start like a year before. Like, are you serious? He said, yeah, man, that's a lot of planning. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. I mean, you, yeah, it it takes a lot to make it happen. Yeah. So like I said, I'm, I'm not nowhere ready to even dive into that realm yet. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, overall, but yeah, like I said, just chime in, let us hear your thoughts about the conversation piece. And once again, we want to go ahead and give a congratulations to Lucky for winning. So now Lucky is up three to one going forward to the Toys for Tots championship, as we're going to call it. <laughs> Man, you got to get some, you got to gain some ground back. 
Yeah, trust me, it's coming. It's <laughs> coming, right? Just wait. And when it comes, you're going to be like, holy cow, what just took place? <laughs> but um, I also want to give a big congratulations to the Taco Commander. Now, if you ever follow or listen to us talk, it's something in the area that everybody knows about. But for those out there in podcast land, um, the Taco Commander, he wants his name to remain anonymous. So we're going to respect that. So right now we just call him the Taco Commander. And he actually donated a $50 gift card from Red Hill Tactical for us to give away. So now we just got to figure out what we're going to do for a giveaway to give away this $50 gift certificate for Red Hill Tactical. Oh, great. They make some great Kydex holsters, mag yes. pouches and stuff like that. Yeah. So I went to their website and I didn't get a chance to go talk to them when I seen them out at um, the state match in South Carolina a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. But I walked past the table and I seen a couple items I was interested in. It was just, I was so beat up and fatigued. I just kept walking <laughs> and I didn't even make that turn to go talk to him. Yeah. That was a tough match too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need some easy matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. It's coming. But um, I do want to give a big thumbs up and a thank you to the taco commander. And I've already expressed my condolences to him for what he's done, you know, as far as contributing this for the podcast. Yes, thank you. Very generous. And uh, we will get it in someone's hands. I can use it. Yes, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Now, outside of that, um, the only thing we really got to do is regroup, refit, and then jump back into it. <laughs> yeah, I actually, at Spartanburg, I felt like I shot a pretty decent match. Other than that one stage, I knew I, I, I had too many Charlies and, and you know, left too many points out there. Mm -hmm. But then going back and looking at my video footage, I just thought I shot a good match. <laughs> yeah, now, I had so many technical, little small technical errors and mistakes that were just silly. And it cost me a lot of time and points. And I need a break too. I need to focus on that. Get rid of these little technical mistakes I was making. Now, Sunday, when I was reflecting on the match, I was very disappointed in myself. Right. But at the same time, I'm not using the heat casualty as an excuse. I was disappointed in myself for the performance, you know, so that match, I came in 18th out of 24th place, you know, but at the beginning of the match, when you turn around, I'm beating myself up about little things. Do I go left or right? Do I take that hard lean finishing or do I take that hard lean going to the next position? You know, I'm, I'm debating with myself like that on the first three stages. You know, and um, yeah. like I said, the fourth stage, the wheels fell off. <laughs> so, like I said, it, it happens. I'm not going to say it happens to everybody with the heat, but it got me on Saturday. You're, you've been out in the heat right. consecutive days. And, uh, you know, last weekend, uh, you know, I was out there several days in a row setting up for the match. And it, yeah. Yeah. It it will definitely wear you down. Now, what I will suggest is, and I do recall this taking place last year. I might be wrong, but I do recall this taking place last year. Certain ranges we went to, depending on 
what time of the year it was, we started early or later. And I want to say last year, certain ranges, summertime, we were starting like 8 o'clock, 8.30. And then the winter times, we were starting 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, Pine Tucky has started that now. They're, shoot, they're starting their matches at 9 um, versus 10. Right. And Miss Linda at Mid-Carolina was starting her matches earlier too. But now she's doing the, the, uh, the split, split. split schedule thing, mm -hmm. which still has you starting earlier right. in the morning for the first morning squad. But then the afternoon squad's got a, got a rough day. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she's going to keep the split squads going or not for the right. summer. I, I don't know. It, it like I said, something we got to do something. Even if we somebody decides to do a, a night shoot or a late evening shoot with the football lights, the stadium lights over the range. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I know they could. Pretty fun. They could do that at um at uh, Manny and Gorka's range down in Florida. They have lights they can set up and they. They'll do night shoot, night matches. In Florida in the summer, you can't hardly go outside right. until the sun goes down. <laughs> They'll yeah, do some I, stuff like that. I've seen that take place. I want to say it was probably a Vegas. I saw it like on Instagram one day mm -hmm. for shooting, but they had the football lights up. So it was well lit. And then like the shadows was messing with you because the light was coming on the targets at every direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there was no excuse for, hey, the shadow got the best of me, you know. But from what I saw, everything was well lit and seemed like fun. But I do know about that that West Coast culture, hot in the daytime, cold at night. <laughs> yeah. So, um, But I think that would be pretty cool if something like that could take place out here, even if we just start at the later hours in the evening. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. Try it. Right. Once it gets cooler. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. But outside of that, I think what I'm going to do is, like I said, after the match this weekend at Mid-Carolina taking place, registration is now open. Right now, all the AM slots are filled up as of 15 minutes after registration opened <laughs> up. <laughs> but I think you can still squeeze in on a few um, slots on the PM squad. So after this match this weekend, I'm going to take a break. So I'm not going to do the next two matches, which will be Pine Tucky and Sand Hill. So I'm just going to refit, as I stated, change my diet up, work on my health a little bit better, and then come back in hard charging for that next match. It sounds good. I'm hoping to do the same thing. Right. So that's where I'm at with it. So you have anything you want to say to the good people before we go ahead and take off? Well, uh, we've covered it. I don't have a match coming up. We're, we're CSRA shooters is still going to do the match end of end of the month, but we've got a ways off now, uh, ways to go still. Right. So um, stay hydrated. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Please <laughs> drink water if you're out there in the heat. Make sure you eat. Right. If you're somebody who normally does who don't eat regular meals, and then you go out there that that sun is going to beat you down faster if you don't eat so please eat and then hydrate right if anything drink a half a gatorade then flush it out with more water behind it or drink a full gatorade the rest of the day constantly keep pounding that water 
But please stay hydrated out there and don't go down in the seat. Please, we beg it. You know, so um, once again, congratulations to Lucky for winning the challenge between M-W Tactical and Lucky Shot Firearms. Lucky is up three to one. So if you happen to see Lucky, give him a congratulations. If you don't live in the area and you follow the competition on Facebook, give him a congratulations. But just know. I'm coming back. I'm coming <laughs> back. <laughs> but um, very nice. Yeah. So outside of that, I have nothing else to say. Um, other than I'm having fun. We got one more episode that we're going to record, and then we're going to take a season break, and we're going to pick the show back up in the month of October. All right, that sounds good. Coming back, recharge on on all levels. That's it, right there. So um. One more episode after this one, but at the same time, we will still continue our journey on Facebook and Instagram. So I will ask everybody, please go to Instagram and follow the mad scientists at CSRA shooters and then follow me at munitions, weapons, tactical on Instagram. And then also go to Facebook, right? And follow me there. Just M W tactical. And if you want to follow the mad scientists, same thing on Facebook, look up CSRA shooters. Yep. All right. So we'll see you on the gram. That's <laughs> it right there. <laughs> that is it. So um, once again, if anything else, drink water, but if anything, please keep shooting, keep practicing and have fun. We'll see y'all the next go around. Stay in your seats. And here are a few words from our sponsors. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business and I look forward to seeing you soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, 
you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. This is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.